This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. It is Thursday, March the 16th, 2023. The NFL offseason is going bonkers. Speaking of bonkers, Mets fans right now, they're going bonkers. They're not happy. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on this Thursday edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull as part of the Bet Rivers Network. I love being part of the Bet Rivers Network. I'm pumped up, and there's so much to get to today, so let's not mess around. Let's start with the biggest pain in the ass, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show. We speculated. We talked about this a little bit yesterday that would he break the news on the Pat McAfee show? Well, we did have our eyes opened by the situation, at least according to Aaron Rodgers. Now, you never know the truth, but it does sound like in this case he is being honest. Aaron Rodgers admitted on Pat McAfee's show that he is playing for the Jets. The prob- Well, that he wants to play for the Jets. The problem is right now, and he went to town on the Packers, uh, is that the compensate we I, I think the assumption had kind of been out there and I, I for whatever reason I assume this as well that the compensation between the Jets and the Packers had already been worked out and that we we were just waiting for Rodgers to give the okay and say okay I'm going to the Jets well apparently that's not the case now Rodgers did have to think about it apparently he was thinking about retirement um and and as much as I've been critical of Rodgers, I, I saw and and I don't I've been on record for a couple well weeks now, but since I've been doing the podcast with Bet Rivers for a couple of weeks, I've been saying this that I don't think the Brown that the uh, the Jets should go in this direction. However, I do think people talking about I saw some people complaining. Well, he said he was going to retire, so how can we trust him? And listen, to some degree, Aaron Rodgers is such a whack job that that can be fair because you never know what his mood's going to be like, what his attitude's going to be like. But, you know, once you get to that, like like Tom Brady, obviously he thought about retiring last year. He came back and played. Was he as good last year? No. Was he still good? Yes. Uh, so th- it, it's fascinating here because the Packers have decided they're moving on. So you think, wow. And the Jets are really, at this point, the only team that needs a starting quarterback. Uh, well, that's not true. Indianapolis still needs a starting quarterback. And uh, um, probably Arizona, because Kyler Murray is going to miss a lot of the season. But those teams are not trading for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to the Jets. We know this. But so you think, okay, the Jets have all the leverage. However, the Jets at this point have no options. Nothing. Do the Jets even, I don't even know if the Jets have a quarterback on there. Oh, well, <laughs> they do. They have Zach Wilson. I th- I believe he is their only, I'm going to double check this. I think he's the only quarterback they have on the roster at the moment. Uh, I think so. I, listen, I, Joe Flacco's a free agent. Mike White signed with Miami. Oh, they have a guy named Chris Streveler. 
who was an undrafted free agent. So they essentially have no quarterback. This guy's an undrafted free agent. We know Zach Wilson's crappy. He can't play. So they have no quarterback. The the veteran free agent still out there after we saw Jacoby Brissett sign with the Commanders yesterday and Baker Mayfield sign with the Buccaneers yesterday. The only free agent quarterbacks left are Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, who was already there. Um, who else is out there? Gardner Minshew. And I, I mean, like, it's obviously none of those guys are any good. Uh, what's his name? Teddy Bridgewater still out there, but none of those guys are starting quarterbacks. We get it. The, the the Jets are all in. They're all in on on Aaron Rodgers. So while you'd think that the Jets have leverage here because the Packers want to move on and the Jets are the only team engaging and the only team that Rodgers wants to go to. The Packers do have leverage as well. I think it balances out because ultimately the Packers have no rush to trade Aaron Rodgers. What's the difference if they do it today? He's getting, you know, they're going to have to deal with the cap ramifications, whether they trade him now or later. They have they have their quarter. Now, is Jordan Love the answer? <clears throat> we have no idea. Jordan Love, <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan Love has barely played in his entire time in Green Bay. He hasn't started a game. He's barely played. Um, So we don't know if Jordan Love's any good. But what we do know is that Green Bay is going to give Jordan Love a chance to play this year. We know that he's going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, He did start one game in 2021. I forgot about that. But he's only thrown 83 NFL passes, three touchdowns, three picks in the regular season. So we don't know if this guy can play at all. No clue. Uh, he obviously was a high pick, but <clears throat> we, we don't know. So, but he's going to be their quarterback. They have somebody. <clears throat> the Jets don't. If I can get this damn frog out of my throat. The Jets don't have other options. So the Jets are desperate. The Jets fans, and I, I may not have lived in New York the last 12 years, but I'm born and raised in New York. I know the city. And J- I know Jet fans. Most of my friends growing up were Jet fans. They are frothing at the mouth. I know some of them are with me and don't think this is the right thing. But at this point, they have no other options. They put all their eggs in this basket. So who will blink first? Will it be the Packers? Will it be the Jets? I don't know what the, you know, how far off they are in terms of what the compensation is going to be. I'd heard multiple first round picks initially. Uh, this morning I was reading something. Um, that uh, basically the the Packers want a first year a first round pick from the Jets this year, and then potentially one next year, depending on whether or not um Aaron Rodgers plays next year. So it, it'd probably be something like that in the in this deal, where it's a a pick based on whether and how many years Rodgers plays. You know, maybe if he plays in 24, well, the Packers get another first-round pick or a second-round pick in 24. If he doesn't play, it's a you know a fifth-round pick, something like that. It it in the end, it's going to get worked out. You know, these teams could say whatever they want. I know Rodgers is is probably pissed right now. He's always pissed at something. Uh, and you know, you I, I get. I mean, in this case, I do get it. If you're going to get traded, you want it to happen. You don't want to wait months and months. I don't think it will. I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but the Jets are, you know, the Jets are not getting him for, for you know, 
a fourth round pick here. If, if you think they're getting them for nothing, you're crazy. Um, so we'll see how this all pans out. But that's the situation, or that's the the latest on that situation right now. Uh, other things in the NFL yesterday I want to get to, and then I want to get to what happened in the World Baseball Classic also, where we saw Edwin Diaz get hurt. Uh, I want to get into that. But <clears throat> a lot of other big things happening. To, yesterday was the, uh, at 4 p.m. yesterday, 4 p.m. Eastern, was when we officially cha- turned the page and became a, the official 23 season for the NFL. And thus, all the re- the moves that were reported on Monday and Tuesday, many, if I, I don't know that all of them became official yesterday, but many of them did. Certainly all the trades that had been reported prior to yesterday all became official. The blockbuster trade we talked about last week with the Bears and the Panthers. All these other moves here that we've seen. Uh, and a lot of the free agent signings became official, especially the re-signings. And then we also had some new moves yesterday, and, and that's what I want to get into. I mentioned already... Uh, the, a couple of other quarterbacks coming off the board, potential starters. Uh, with the Commanders, you got uh, Jacoby Brissett. And with the Buccaneers, they signed Baker Mayfield. Now, obviously, I've got working in Cleveland as my primary uh, city right now. I've gotten a good look at both of these quarterbacks. And um, it, it, a couple, of, if, if you would have told me two years ago, when the Browns made the playoffs uh, for the first time in forever and won a playoff game and Baker Mayfield that season in, in 2020 Baker Mayfield from the, from about the, the one third point of the season to the end of the year played very, very well, very well. I've never been a ba- big Baker guy. Fans get annoyed at me here in Cleveland because of that. I thought he was a, you know, I thought he was going to be a good player, uh, but I didn't think he was worth the number one overall pick. Now, the guy I thought was worth the number overall pick was even worse than Baker, so I was wrong about that. But um, but anyway, obviously, I got, I, I've watched every game that Baker's – well, I shouldn't say that. I didn't watch every game he played last year, but he didn't play that many last year, and he didn't play well. If you would have told me t- two years ago that, that uh, Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett would both be signing one-year contracts on the same day and Jacoby Brissett would get double the guaranteed money, I would have said you're out of your mind, but that's exactly what happened. Uh, Jacoby Brissett – Signs with Washington, eight million guaranteed, up to ten million he can make. Baker signs for four million guaranteed, up to eight million. Uh, Baker goes from first pick in the draft a few years ago to a guy that's on his fourth team in one calendar year. It's remarkable. Uh, in Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield will uh, battle Kyle Trask for the starting job in Tampa. In Washington, Jacoby Brissett, who played nicely for the Browns last year, really did. I thought it was the best he's ever played. Uh, the record wasn't very good because the defense stunk, but he played well. I mean, he did a solid job. Now, he's he can't win a Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett, but as a stopgap measure, he's a decent he's a decent player and he's a great guy. Uh, much better, you know. I I like him in the in the in the locker room much more than I like Baker Mayfield. So, but Jacoby will be in theory battling Sam Howell. Uh, I guess Washington could potentially draft another quarterback this year. Same for Tampa Bay. Now, I think I know a lot of people here in Cleveland think Baker Mayfield's going to be handed that starting job in Tampa because who's Kyle Trask? Who's Kyle Trask? Well, Kyle Trask has never played, and maybe Baker will be the starter. I'm not convinced he's. I, I don't think any quarterback that only gets four million guaranteed is a sure thing to be a starter. I, if he was such a sure thing, I think somebody would have paid him more than four million guaranteed. So anyway, the running back market really got moving yesterday too. I thought that was interesting. 
First of all, the Cowboys cut Zeke Elliott. It is going to be very weird seeing him in another uniform. Had to be done. They're all in on Tony Pollard. Pollard's been the better back the last two years. I know Elliott's had a lot of injuries, but he's getting up there. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Don't be surprised if he ends up in Cincinnati. And I'll get to the Bengals in a minute because they made a big move late last night. Other running backs that that uh, that signed with teams, the Panthers signed Miles Sanders, who got pretty good money. I mean, the running back market is flooded. So he got a, I, I want to say it was about $7 million per year, roughly, which in this market, you know, he, he's coming off a good year. That, that's a pretty good deal. Now he goes to Carolina. <clears throat> I think Carolina's going to stink. They got the first overall pick now with the trade. Maybe they get it right in the draft and get the quarterback and turn it around, but we'll see what they do. Love the Saints signing of Jamal Williams. I, lo- I mean, to have him and Alvin Kamara is a pretty uh, excellent one-two punch. Again, they've improved with Derek Carr over what they had at quarterback. They re-signed Michael Thomas. Um, they drafted Chris Olave last year. They've got some very nice skill position talent. The Saints could be a team potentially on the rise. Again, I'm just not a big believer in Derek Carr, but he is better than what they had. Alexander Madison goes back to Minnesota, uh, which is a good move for them because Dalvin Cook, kind of like with Deshaun Watson last year, there's a lot hanging over his head. He could end up getting suspended this year. Also, James Robinson, veteran back, who's been with Jacksonville and the Jets last year, signs with New England. They also signed Juju Smith-Schuster, which I'll tell you, I look at um, uh, what the Patriots did, and I I, I, I got to really shake my head when it comes to the Patriots. And I, I, I to me, they, they don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. They really don't because they've made some head-scratching moves. I'm not – I think Mac Jones stinks. I don't understand why they let Jacoby Myers walk Signed Juju Smith-Schuster to essentially the same deal that Myers signed with the Raiders. You already had Myers in the system. <clears throat> He's clearly got more upside than Juju. I, that's a that's really a head-scratcher. So they've got a, an average player in Juju. Yeah, he's a decent receiver, but he's a, he's a two. He's a two. Whereas I think Jacoby could be a back-end one. I think there's still room to grow there, but we'll see. Um and and the rest of their receivers in New England are no good. They have a couple, you know, they have uh, Hayden, uh, not Hayden Hurst. Um, although Hayden Hurst did sign with Carolina. I think, you know, the any quarterback playing with Joe Burrow is going to, any tight end playing with Joe Burrow is going to look good for a year. You saw it with C.J. Uzama. Jets paid him big money. He did nothing with the Jets. Hayden Hurst is better than Uzama. He'll be okay with Carolina. But the Bengals are going to sign another tight end to a one-year deal. Um but uh, I'm uh, Hunter Henry's who I'm thinking of as the Patriots tight end. I do like their backs from Andre Stevenson is, is really good. And they've now added some depth, but um, speaking of the Bengals, I, I alluded to the fact, I think they'll sign a, um, uh, you know, one of these t- tight ends, maybe uh, what's his name? The kid from Miami, Mike Kosecki. I could see them signing him or Irv Smith juniors guys had a lot of potential from Minnesota or the Island of Foster Moreau from, from the Raiders. Uh, after they let Hurst go, and I, they may draft a tight end as well. Uh, I, I could see Zeke Elliott being in the mix for the Bengals if they cut Joe Mixon, which I still expect them to do. Orlando Brown Jr., you think about this. I, obviously, the biggest problem for the Bengals has been their offensive line. Now, they 
They added four offensive linemen last year. Unfortunately, three of, well, three of their offensive linemen, including two of the new guys, got hurt right before the playoffs. So by the time you got into the playoffs, their offensive line was really not much better than it was the year before. It's been their biggest Achilles heel. You've got to protect Burrow. And for the first time in, since they let Andrew Whitworth walk to the Rams, uh, it's got to be close to a decade at this point, maybe a little less than that. Uh, the Bengals have a legitimate left tackle. you got to love that signing. A four for 64. That's a lot of money. The Bengals front-loaded that deal because obviously they're going to have to re-sign, you would assume, I mean, Burrow and then Higgins and Chase. You think they'll re-sign them both. Um, but you look at, I mean, Brown's a four-time Pro Bowler in five years, uh, and he, he signed for twenty million, $23 million less then the Broncos paid Mike McGlinchey. You know, now McGlinchey got one more year on the contract, but that back end is not guaranteed. The Chiefs signed Jawan Taylor to replace Brown. He's getting paid fourteen million over the same amount of years as Brown. So, good bargain by the Bengals. Uh, Eagles, who have lost a bunch of guys in free agency, were able to retain two of their own guys. Uh, earlier in the day, it was reported that Darius Slay would be gone, that that they were going to be cutting him. Instead, they signed him to a new deal. A little change of heart there. Philly also signed Fletcher Cox to a one-year $10 million contract to bring him back. I think that's really important because you've lost some key cogs, but now you've over the last two days you've signed three um, – well, no, two. I was thinking they brought back C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, but they actually haven't signed him yet. He's still out there. Um. But I, I like the Eagles bringing back the veterans and Slay and Cox, important guys to the, to a team that could definitely go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, my local team here, the Browns, of course, made a couple of moves yesterday. They saved, signed safety Juan Thornhill, who was a starter for Kansas City, one of their best guys in their secondary. Uh, it's a cheaper option from, for uh, John Johnson, who they just cut at safety. I like the addition. They get him at half the price of Johnson. It's a good move. They signed uh, Maurice Hurst, a guy who was a, a nice young defensive tackle uh, for a couple of years. In the last two years, he hasn't played. So I, I'm assuming he has he's um, not making too much money. And the Texans brought Sheldon Rankins in, who I thought was an under-the-radar, nice, interesting defensive tackle who played for the Jets last year, a really good run stopper. Uh, so that's, that's some of the highlights from yesterday, uh, you know. And so it'll be interesting to see. In terms of... What we could be looking at today, I think some of the interesting names out there uh, include, I mentioned C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's a guy who can play corner or safety, uh, was on the Eagles. He's he's looking for a big contract, uh, probably one of the few guys left out there that's still going to make you know a, a nice chunk of change. Um, also, Dalton Schultz, along with Mike Kosecki, two interesting tight ends. Schultz has definitely been more productive the last couple of years. Although Gusecki, who's a kid from New Jersey, was, I mean, is a, is a supreme athlete. I, I actually, I mentioned the Bengals already. I, I think he's a great fit uh, for the Bengals. Uh, I, I think he'd be a good fit for the Chargers, too. Uh, a team, you know, like if he's going to be on the Bengals, he's the fourth option. And he's going to get open. He's a big athletic kid in, in high school. I can't remember who went to high school in New Jersey, but he's um, he was like a star uh, football player, basketball player, and volleyball player. 
Somebody was telling me the other day he was the number one recruit in volleyball in the country. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about volleyball. Uh, Bobby Wagner, the veteran linebacker, is still out there. He's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Odell Beckham Jr., he was on this. Now, Aaron Rodgers has denied the report from Diana Rossini that he has a uh, a wish list of guys he wants the Browns to uh, I keep saying the Browns. So he's talking about the Browns that he wants the Jets to sign. He denied it. Uh, I, I believe her. I don't believe him. I'm sure he has made this list. He's not going to admit it, of course, because he's going to sound like a D-bag for that. But I believe it. And um, so we'll see if the Jets go Odell Beckham and bring him back. Everybody's obsessed with the name. We all know what he did his first three years with the Giants. Since then, he's just been a guy. He had his moments in the playoffs with the Rams, including in the Super Bowl before getting hurt. But he's had two ACL injuries. He's now in his 30s. He's played one full season since his third year, and that full season was with the Browns, and he was banged up the whole season and was not very good. You know, for him, I mean, he was, you know, he was for a normal receiver, he was fine, but like compared to what you're expecting. Uh, other interesting names, a couple other interesting names, and then I want to get to what happened in baseball before we wrap things up. I do think there's some other interesting receivers that could help. McCole Hardman, um, is is a guy who never put up huge numbers in Kansas City, but I was talking with my guy Darren Smith, uh, the uh, best dressed man in in uh, sports talk radio. Darren works at well, out of Kansas City. He's been covering the the Chiefs for a while, and he and I were talking about the Browns signing Juan Thornhill, and he told me he thinks that you know McCall Hardman would be a good addition for the Browns, and he he thinks that you know the Chiefs spread it around so much that on another team whether it's the Browns or anybody else, that McCall Hardman could potentially be a, a, a guy with a lot of upside. Paris Campbell, another right wide receiver with a lot of speed. DJ Shark, who knows? Adam Thielen is a guy who can still catch, you know, still be a, a threat on third downs in the red zone. He's not putting up big numbers like he used to, but he, he, he can still get himself in the end zone uh, in good spots. Running back, I, I, I mentioned that uh, Zeke Elliott's out there. Most of the other... You know, starting caliber backs have been signed. Devin Singletary's a free agent. I think Kareem Hunt's interesting, although watching him these last few years in Cleveland, I think he has lost a step. Deontay Foreman's uh, another guy who's had like a, after bouncing around earlier in his career, the last two years, filling in for injured backs has looked uh, uh, looked pretty good. So there you go. But I, honestly, most of the big free agents are now off the board already. Um, you know, there's some guys, some pa- veteran pass rushers that might help. And, and I've mentioned a few guys here already, but uh, most of the top players are off the board. And now you're looking at, at the majority of the guys left being bargain players. There was a report that Odell's looking for 20 million a year that he's out of his mind. There's no team stupid enough. I, I don't think maybe the Cowboys, but I, I think there's no team stupid enough to pay him 20 million a year. All right, I'll switch it up to baseball two weeks from today. The Major League Baseball season starts coming up next week on the podcast. Uh, I will be doing a full MLB preview. I'll break down all the divisions. I'll I'll pick all the playoff teams. I'll probably be wrong about a lot of them. Although the National League seems pretty obvious, straightforward. But I, I'm leaning towards at least one surprise team in the National League. And I'll give you my my March mid-March prediction for who's going to win the World Series, which, again, will probably be wrong. But we'll have uh, a, a little fun with that. Now, 
Two weeks to go. You're seeing teams obviously starting to send players to the minors. Rosters are starting to shape up. It also is the World Baseball Classic. Now, I think the World Baseball Classic, until what happened last night, has been highly successful. It's been in the news. Uh, Fans of other countries have been very excited about what's happened in the World Baseball Classic. Like, it's, it, it, I, I believe it's doing its job of spreading some popularity of the game uh, in other countries. I think that's important. Uh, you want to build your brand. I get it. You want to have more money in the sport. More money in the sport is good for, I don't know if it's good for the fans, but it's, it's certainly good for the players. It's, it's certainly, we know the owners aren't losing any money, no matter what they say. Even the, I, the, and I'm saying this in air quotes that you can't see the small market owners. However, as good as this tournament's been, um, last night was a bit of a disaster. So Puerto Rico was playing the Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico won the game. Impressive win. You know, obviously Puerto Rico's got a nice team, but Dominican's usually one of the best teams. Uh, and and Puerto Rico wins. After, once the game is over... <clears throat> Edwin Diaz strikes out to Oscar Hernandez. And, you know, a lot of people in America are like, well, I don't care about the World Baseball Classic. Well, this is awful. This is awful. Okay, I, I get how you feel. Well, to these guys, to these players, this means something, even to the American players. I know sometimes we can be like, who cares? We only care about what happens here. Well, even the American players care about this tournament. They're into it. The Puerto Rican team was obviously very excited. They won. It means a lot. However, in the celebration, Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer, who they spent a ton of money on, ton, gets hurt. He has to be carried off the field. Well, first they started carrying him. Then, you know, he kind of walked, but he couldn't put any any uh, weight on the knee. He had to have two guys help him off the field. Okay? this Now, uh, the Mets put this out last night. Edwin Diaz injured his right knee. After tonight's WBC game, he will undergo imaging tomorrow, which is now today, and we will update when appropriate. Now, uh, once he got like to the edge of the, the you know field, to the they put him in a wheelchair. Okay, so the teammates are crying. Uh, this does not look good. There's a, it, it's now you will hope for the best, but if he's got a torn ACL, he's done for the year. The Mets paid him a boatload of money. Now I'm not I, I'm not trying to be an I told you so guy. Because this is a freak injury. I don't think we should stop doing the World Baseball Classic because of this. I know Met fans are going to feel that way, and I get it. I'd be pissed if I were a Met fan, too. But uh, I, I I did say at the time when the Mets signed him, I think spending this kind of money on a closer is stupid. The New York fan mentality, which I was a part of for many years, is who cares what it costs? Let's sign it. And to some degree, it makes sense because the Mets essentially have an unlimited payroll. Uh, Steve Cohen, the Steinbrenners with the Yankees, they can spend whatever they want. They, I, I can't even imagine that whatever they say they're making on these teams, they're probably making double. Uh, so they can spend whatever they want. I, in My philosophy is I'm never spending a ton of money on a closer because relief pitchers are just unreliable. They, they're great. Edwin, Edwin Diaz first came to the Mets. His first year he sucked. And obviously last year was sensational. They paid him a ton of money, so be it. This is a, this is a disaster for the Mets. The Mets spent a boatload of money to um, try to win the World Series this year. Now, they're still a really good team. 
but, you know, you're now in a situation where you've lost your closer. And if you look at the, the Mets depth chart, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to have to do. Now, again, we don't know for sure that he's torn his ACL. Maybe it, maybe it looks worse than it is. But if, in fact, Edwin Diaz misses the year, well, who's their closer? Uh, they don't have an obvious answer. Now, you got uh, a couple of veterans in Adam Adovino and David Robertson, but those guys are not Edwin Diaz. Um, they have some closing experience, but they, I didn't. I didn't think the Mets bullpen overall, for all the money they spent, as much as I love their rotation, I like their lineup. Uh, I didn't think their pen was that great to begin with, and now, if he's out for the year, they've got a big problem. They may have to make a trade uh, because obviously at this point, I can't think. I, I'm trying to think of. There's still some veteran free agents out there. But nobody that's going to close. I mean, you know, maybe they'll be patient for a month or two and make a trade during the season. But they're going to have to, at some point, upgrade that spot. I, I don't think you're going with David Robertson and and Adam Adovino to close. Those guys are, you know, nice pitchers, but they've seen their best days already. And neither one, you know, like they, they're just not Edwin Diaz. I mean, and now can you find another Ed? You know, the only guy that that pitched like Edwin Diaz last year was Emmanuel Classe of the Guardians. They were the two best relief pitchers in baseball last year. So you're not going to find a guy that good. But there's a gap between Adovino slash Robertson and Diaz. And at some point this year, they're going to have to find somebody closer to Diaz than than Robertson and and Adovino. You never know in the bullpen. I said they're unreliable. In the same vein, there's guys that come out of nowhere from the minors, and all of a sudden they're great relief pitchers. That could happen for the Mets, but we'll see. For now, it's a disaster. Remember, the full baseball preview coming next week. I'm doing another bullpen with Adam the Bull, courtesy of the Bet Rivers Network. Tomorrow, we're going three days in a row with a national uh, podcast with all the football news going on. I'm having a ball. Thanks to Brian Monzo, as always. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.